We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Alton Trigg. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Galatson, tonight. Uh, The podcast as a whole, you know, we took a little bit of a break after the season ended uh, for the Mavs in the Western Conference Finals, did a a season recap. and, you know, we've been just kind of taking it easy until, you know, we got up until the draft, which the Mavs did have the number 26 overall pick in. And, Matt, I was honestly going to do a pod either Saturday or Sunday. And tonight, which is uh, Wednesday night, the Mavs go out and they make a trade with their I-45 rival, Houston Rockets, uh, and they get Christian Wood. And, you know, they everybody knew the Mavs needed a center upgrade. That was one of the biggest concerns of the offseason. Uh, you know, you had Dwight Powell, which, you know, have nothing against Dwight Powell personally, but he just shouldn't be your starting center in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they went out, got Christian Wood, who is a massive upgrade at their starting center position. Uh, and the, the, return, the return for Houston is just – it's just baffling to me. Like I figure, like I get it. Christian Wood is on an expiring contract and, you know, he, he had some issues while, you know, being in Houston this last season, but I figured they'd get more than what they did. The, the Rockets get from the Mavs, Boban, who everybody's sad to see go Boban, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke. And who am I missing here? Who's the other one? Um, oh my gosh. I just had this. Uh, Who was it? It was one more. It's another non-factor. Let me let me look real quick. <laughs> it's another guy who doesn't ever play. Boban, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke. We're gonna get this. This was very last second, but we are gonna get it. Let's see here. Uh, Marquise and Marquise Chris. Chris. Yeah, Marquise Chris. Who you know, it was reported that he had knee surgery and he's gonna be out for a couple months. And then also the number 26 pick on June 23rd in the draft. So three players 
who didn't play. They're all on expiring deals. And then a pick that was late in the first round. And, you know, you probably weren't going to get some of the guys high on your board anyway. And (laughs) I know how you feel about the Mavs when they draft Matt. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm fine with this. Here's my thing. Um, I actually think this is a great trade for what the Rockets are trying to do. If that makes sense. Um, I'll, I'll, I can t- I can come at it from a Rockets perspective. <clears throat> if you want to start with the Mavs perspective, since this is a Mavs podcast, we can go that direction. Yeah, and but see, I actually that's, do that's, like this. I, I might be in the minority, but I do like this for the Rockets. I mean, it, it's kind of a cool deal because I mean, obviously we've been we've been doing basket uh, DallasBasketball.com stuff for years now. And, you know, we just started, you know, we expanded here. And was it April? And we went to, let's see, now we're we're helping cover Knicks, Rockets, Spurs, uh, and Magic. Am I missing one? Knicks, Rockets, Spurs, Magic. Yeah, <laughs> so five total. And it just so happens that two of the teams that, you know, are under that umbrella made a trade with each other and makes this really cool. So, so yeah, okay. So, from the mass perspective – Again, I just I don't see how it can be viewed as a negative because you know he, like I said, when you have Dwight Powell starting at center in the Western Conference Finals or throughout the entire playoffs, even you know basically Jason Kidd just had him as a play starter, and every round it was just like, oh well, you know maybe this will be a better matchup for him, and we won't have to <laughs> start playing in like ten minutes a game and then benching him, and it just never happened, and it made it painfully obvious that something had to change. So, I mean, I just – I don't see how it's a bad thing for the Mavs. Uh, you get a guy that's averaging 18 points and 10 rebounds per game, uh, also averaging a little over uh, two assists per game, shoots 50% from the field, 39% from three. I mean, I just – Very I mean, underrated he's going, part of his game. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, he's – and I mean, Matt – no disrespect to Houston or anything, but, you know, he's going from a situation where a team has been tanking pretty much for the last two years uh, to a situation now, a team that just made it to the Western Conference Finals and you're playing with arguably uh, the best player in the league or one of the top three players in the league in Luka Doncic. So, I mean, I, I just think and – and the interesting part to me too, Matt, is, you know, Christian Wood, when he decided to go to the Rockets, part of the thing – uh, was he was wanting to play with James Harden, and we know how that worked out. It blew up. James Harden got traded. Uh, so now you go, he goes to Dallas, and he plays with a player that, you know, a lot of people, and I think you even started, you know, the James Harden comparisons, you know, way back in the day. Now, given I think he's like a crossbreed, I think Luka has a lot more of LeBron in him too, but, you know, it's just interesting to kind of see, like, why Christian Wood chose Houston in the first place, and now it's like, okay, well, he might actually get what he wants now in Dallas with a different guy in Luca, who's just been amazing the last couple of years. So I'm well, really happy about a, it. This might be a hot take, but I think Luca right now is better than Harden ever was. But that's that's another podcast. I think he, I think he is too. I mean, I think James Harden would kill to have Luca's post game. I, like, yeah. I, I don't think it's even close. But uh, but look, I'm really happy about this. I'm excited. The thing is. I this this comes so early before the draft and it can't be finalized until until July I think 
Uh, it can be. I, th- I think it can be finalized on the. It can't go through until the night of the draft. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Mavs have to actually make the pick. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, because they owe the Knicks the 2023 first round pick. So yeah, that's right. It can right. be finalized on draft night. But the interesting part of this is, you know, it's it's open right now. It's agreed to in principle. There's time for this to expand though. Like we've seen stuff like this happen super early, and then you get to draft night and. You know, maybe this expands into a three or four team trade, something like that. And the Mavs have three open roster spots now. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to end up flipping Christian Wood somewhere else uh, and trying to, you know, get a get an even better piece. But uh, I, I, I'm going to leave my imagination open a little bit because I've seen some crazy stuff happen. But anyway, all right, so you were saying from the Rockets' perspective that you, you liked this move too, so explain your reasoning for that. Well, so as I've become more familiar with the Rockets and what they're trying to do, it what they're trying to do is just clear enough, as much money as they possibly can and put as much young, cheap talent around Jalen Green as they possibly can until the summer of 2023 or 2024. So by doing this, they avoid having to pay Christian Wood. They get a bunch of expiring deals that add up to, you know, <clears throat> I don't know how much money exactly, but it's expiring money for like $15 million or something like that. And it provides them the opportunity to keep building through the draft. Now they have three draft picks. The Mavs are going to pick number 26 for them and then trade them that pick or whatever. But then they're going to get one of the three best players in the draft at number three. Um, probably Paolo Banchero out of Duke. They're going to have their number 17 pick. They're going to have their number 26 pick. And, you know, moving, yeah, Christian, moving Christian Wood, they're avoiding having to pay him $70 million. And they right, want to but... make, make a big move in free agency either in 2023 or 2024. And that's what they're focused on. But see, here's my rebuttal to that. I mean, I, I get that line of thinking. I think, you know, that I understand the plan. I'm just saying, like, since Christian Wood was already on an expiring deal himself, like, basically you're trading for just a bunch of expiring contracts that add up to Christian Wood's expiring contract. So basically the only thing the Rockets are getting from this is the number 26 pick. My argument is, like, don't the Rockets think that they could have gotten something a little bit more than just a, a late first round pick for Christian Wood? I mean, that's my thing. That's my thinking on it. Like, well, no, and, that makes sense. And, and, and our guy Cody Davis, who you know writes a bunch of stuff for for the Rockets site too, inside the Rockets. You know, I, <laughs> I asked his opinion of it because he's a big Rockets fan too, and you know, even he thinks the Rockets got fleeced. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think fleeced is a strong term, but another big reason <clears throat> that they wanted to make this deal is because they have a young center, Alperin Sagan, or Sagan, I don't know how to pronounce his name, I'm sorry, but they're very excited about him. They think he has a bright future. They want to move him into the starting lineup and get him more playing time, and they think he can develop into Chris, Christian Wood or something better. So, you know, I think that and had again, a big part to play in it too. And again, but, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, they could have still done that and possibly got even like a higher draft pick than than just 26 in this draft. That's my thinking on it. You know, well, they could have maybe accomplished they the same thing. 
Uh, I just don't know why. Maybe they tried and they didn't. Maybe so. Maybe this was the best deal they could get. You know, it it reminds me. It reminds me when we used to have Donnie Nelson come on the pod, and you know, (laughs) it's kind of kind of a sore subject now because uh, of some stuff, some uh, some very weird stuff that's happened there. But you know, one of the things he used to always say that stuck with me was when he was explaining how trades worked, and he called it a fireman's existence. And I know I've quoted that so many times on this pod, but every time a trade comes up. You know, I, I just I always think of that because, you know, you never know when you're on a phone call with somebody, GMs are on phone calls with each other. I mean, you don't know what's going to be offered as we get closer to draft night. You know, maybe it was just one of those things where it just came up and both sides were just like, eh, okay, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe it wasn't the best offer, but it was the offer at the time, you know. I think it's a fair offer for both sides for what they're trying to do. And, you know, we, we talked about back when the Mavs traded for KP, surely the Knicks could have gotten a better deal than what they got Yeah, for him. And, and But they, they chose to do the one with Dallas. And maybe it has something to do with relationships or maybe it has something to do with, you know, maybe there's other parts that haven't quite been named yet and, and those will come forth later, like you talked about. But it's it the Mavs definitely won the trade, in my opinion. They, they got something they desperately needed. And the Rockets I'm, are, you know, they, they got something that works for them. And I, I just think that they're trying to, to, to move chess pieces around and build for their future. Well, one thing is for sure. I definitely like this trade for the Mavs a whole lot more uh, than I do, you know, than how they got KP in hindsight. That is, I was ecstatic about the KP trade when it happened at the time, but well, we all know, were. Just, yeah, <laughs> but comparing this trade that just happened to that one back then, I'm much more pleased with you know what the Mavs gave up now versus what they had to give up to get KP. Especially considering Christian Woods' uh, production, you know he's a he's a better three point shooter than KP. Uh, he's more physical. That's kind of uh, wild, he, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He you know he has no. I, I saw somebody retweet a, a highlight on my timeline before we came on here. And it was back when the Rockets and Mavs were playing and KP was still on the team and Christian Wood just drove on him from the baseline. Uh, I mean, from the corner and uh, slammed it over the top of him. And I was thinking like, you know, <laughs> this, this is just a different dynamic than what we've been used to uh, from the Mavs center position. So and, and, and you know what else is funny about this, this deal too, is we were talking about Christian Wood back before he went to Houston about it being a right. fit for the Mavs and how he was an underrated fit and and you know a lot of people wanted him. I need to and, find that tweet. I remember before free agency when he uh you know when he was up he was with the Pistons and he was an unrestricted free agent. Uh, or maybe he was restricted, I don't remember. But anyway, I just remember as free agency opened, I sent out a tweet and I was just like my gut feeling is that Christian Wood is going to be a Maverick. And it never happened, obviously. But I need to relocate that because, hey, it happened three years later. <laughs> it, it, it just makes me think that Mark Cuban listens to the pod on a regular basis. And he was like, you know what? Those guys were right. <laughs> In hindsight, we probably should have done this sooner. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, that they did it now is why they were able to get him uh, for the price they did. Because even at the trade deadline – uh, this past season, you know, if they would have 
tried to get him at the trade deadline, you know, the Rockets would have looked at it like, okay, well, you know, we're giving him to you now before this playoff run. And then he's going to have an extra year after that too. You know, they probably would have wanted a little bit more for that, but now Christian was going to be on an expiring deal. Like you said, they don't want to have to pay him. Uh, and they, you know, kind of want to develop their younger guys now too. So, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think it works out in the long run uh, for both teams. I just, I just honestly think that the Rockets could have gotten a little bit more for him if they had waited closer to the draft, but I'm glad it happened. Well, they were searching and searching for a trade partner for him this entire offseason so far. So, it, you know, they, they could have made a deal sooner or agreed to a deal sooner, but this is the one they like, and there must be a reason for it. So, and it's it's funny too. It's like it's like a full circle thing for Christian Wood because he started like he was on the Legends at one point. <laughs> like the Mavs, the Mavs could have kept the, yeah the Mavs could have kept him from the beginning, and you know he he went his own way and got his money, and sure enough, he's made it back to Dallas, and he's going to be starting for the Mavs unless something crazy happens. Speaking uh, of starting for night. the Mavs, did can we talk about this? Uh... <laughs> the starting lineup that Bleacher Report put out. Oh my dear past. God! Oh my God! I I can't. It made me want to block them. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and read that. <laughs> I just I just quote tweeted it and said, "When you don't watch the Mavericks, <laughs> their their potential starting lineup for the Mavs is Luca, Jalen Brunson, which isn't like too far fetched. But then they have Spencer Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, and, Dry- and Dwight Powell." If Dwight Powell is still starting when Christian Wood is on this roster, I'm never watching a Mavericks game again, ever. Guys, Dwight Powell might not even be on the roster at this point. (laughs) Because, I mean, their skill sets, I mean, uh, Christian Wood's a much better, he's more physical, he's he's a much better three-point shooter, he can rebound the ball better, I mean, the whole package. But, you know, talking just like from a rim roller perspective, it's like, why, why do you need Dwight Powell anymore? You know, well, you, you need mean, a backup big. You don't have Boban anymore either. You don't have Chris anymore. They got Maxi. Maxi can be a stretch yeah, five. But, yeah, but I, you know, he's. I think he's better suited for for other stuff. I mean, you could, you could, he could be. You, do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, that bench unit that the Mavs had a couple years ago that was so good? That was like yes. White Maxi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, JB, I can't remember who Dorian, I think. Maybe ah, I think yeah, I see what you're getting at. I see what you instead of instead of like Berea and uh and uh Devin Harris with that group or whoever it ended up being, you know, maybe this can be Dwight yeah, Powell, like, Maxi Kleba, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Goran Dragic off the bench. Don't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Mavs don't do have this three, to me. Matt, the Mavs have three open roster spots now, Matt. We <laughs> I, we got some room. I can't do it anymore, Dalton. That was the main – look, at the trade deadline, that was the main thing we heard from Nico Harrison, Mark Cuban. Every time they were asked about it in the buyout market, they were just like, oh, well, you know, we just don't have any open spots. Well, ding, 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 you got three now. <laughs> this just this has to happen yeah, at this yeah. point. Okay. Dragic well, still – Dragic, I know people groan sometimes when I mention him because we talk about him so often, but – Look, I, I get that he's an older player, but he still has something in the tank. He showed in the playoffs with Brooklyn, even though they got swept uh, by the Celtics, who were in the finals. Uh, you know, he showed throughout the regular season when he got to Brooklyn and then in the postseason that he still has something. And I think he would be an excellent addition off the bench. Well, I mean, he, and he 
he spent most of the season last year not playing, so he's going to be a little more fresh. So, right. you know, maybe he got the rest that he needed. I, I just, I'm not going to get my hopes up. You know, I, I, I'm just not going to. Hey, even, even if it's not, um, even if it's not Dragic, I mean, there's still a lot of players out there the Mavs could add to their roster. You know, a team that has Luka, who's been an all-NBA first-team guy for three straight years now, he's taken the next step. Not only did he get past the first round, he he got his team to the Western Conference Finals. You were three wins away from the finals, and you had Dwight Powell starting at center, and you didn't have any wing depth or any playable wing depth. Uh, so now, going into the next season, you have Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back from his injury. Uh, and he was basically the team's second or no third highest score before he got injured. Uh, we don't know if he'll still be on the team next year, but I mean, I'm going to assume he will be. And then him and Spencer Dinwiddie will cook off the bench. But you got him coming back. You've got your starting center now. If they can just add a few more serviceable veteran wings. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On their bench, I mean, we're looking at a legitimate title contender here. I, I truly believe that. Like, I'm looking at potential free agent like just say for example and i know he'd have to opt out for this to happen but like nick batum with the clippers like if he opted out and the mavs ended up signing him for a vet minimum minimum deal or uh the taxpayer mle that'd be amazing that'd be a move that you know elevates you even further so i'm excited about this three open roster spot thing for the mavs well well think about that that bench unit you know it Maybe you get maybe you you find a starting wing in the in free agency, you, but first of all, you still have Reggie Bullock, so he's going to be a starter. I don't know what Bleacher Report's talking about here, but he's <laughs> going to be a starter. Dorian's going to be a starter, so your your starting lineup's probably Luca, JB, Dorian, Reggie, and and Christian Wood. That's Which a really is, good starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And then, and then your bench is you know let's just for for 
shits and giggles. Let's say let's say they do get Goron. So then your bench is Goron, Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway, Maxi, and Dwight Powell. That's a that's a really good second five. Right. So and, and that's that's as much depth as there is on any roster in the NBA right now. So And I, I have to correct myself too. Uh Christian Wood, he was not Unless I'm reading this wrong, Christian Wood was not uh, with the Texas Legends. He was on their summer league team, which you know, same well, same know. meme. <laughs> <laughs> so they still had a chance to keep him, but I I was thinking he played with the Legends. I was mistaken. I'm self correcting. Y'all don't come after me on Twitter like some of That's you. Right. Do. I said Chris Paul never made the finals, so <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get with emergency pods. But I'm looking at a picture of him in a Dallas summer league jersey right now so that <laughs> that's what that was uh but yeah look i mean i i'm i'm thrilled about this i'm really glad the mavs decided to do this and kind of kill some of the tension uh leading up to the draft even though more stuff could happen uh but now i mean as far as the draft goes it's the second straight year where the mavs currently do not have a single pick <laughs> which i which i'm happy about i mean we all know how i yeah. feel about the draft with the mavs yeah. So. yeah, I mean, look, I was honestly, I was honestly looking forward to seeing, you know, if they did keep the pick, how Nico evaluated talent compared to Donnie. Uh, well, American talent, not just European. You mean uh, compared to Haralabob? Well, yes, but <laughs> but look, I'm just, I, I, I was looking forward to it to see how he did with it. Uh, but look, I'm, I'm happy with this too. They had to upgrade the center position. It was a no-brainer. Uh, type of trade for them, even if Houston's kind of getting what they want to, like you said. Uh, so I'm glad they got it out of the way early. Uh, not only did they get a physical center that can rebound the ball, uh, but, you know, they got a versatile one that can play offense too and not be a liability uh, when when you get to the postseason. That's the thing. You know, can you add a center that won't be played off the court like Rudy Gobert or Dwight Powell or even – I guess even DeAndre Ayton got played off the court, but that had more to do with Luca being a basketball genius than anything else. But and that, you know, now I'm, another good thing, sorry to interrupt, is now we can we can probably stop with the stop with the DeAndre Ayton to the Mavs speculation. Yeah, that, that was never happening. Yeah, but I mean now it's finally like okay, finally we yeah. can not talk about that. I mean, we wrote a few things about it just like as an idea because him and uh, Luca share an agent and Billy Duffy, but man. You know, paying a big man as much as what he's wanting, it would have taken a lot. Just like how, you know, Rudy Gobert, it would have taken much more to trade for him. Uh, so, I mean, this is this is good. This is kind of what the Mavs needed. They needed to add an upgrade at center that, was, that wouldn't cost them, you know, as much as some of these other options would, and I think they accomplished that. So, man, Nico Harrison is on a winning streak. He is he's getting to the point where he's earning the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and there was there was a lot of doubt uh when he first came to the Mavs because he's never been an NBA executive ever. But to his credit, and to Mark Cuban's credit too, because we didn't know how much you know he was gonna let go and let Nico do his thing. But uh Mark has told me personally on multiple occasions, I am giving Nico the reins, you know, this is all him. So kudos to both of them. Kudos to Mark for kind of letting go and letting Nico do his own thing. And then kudos to Nico Harrison as well uh, for coming out here and making just a string of great moves. He started with uh, signing uh, 
Reggie Bullock in the offseason, who became a very key piece of the Mavs' much-improved defense, and he had some big games in the postseason run. Uh, he signed Sterling Brown, too, who didn't pan out, but he ended up being part of this Christian Wood deal. <laughs> and then uh, later in the season, after just a couple month, months of watching KP, he said, nah, I, I think we need to change this up. And we good, we good. <laughs> I'm going to move on. <laughs> I have seen enough. We're going <laughs> to trade – uh, for an underperforming Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans and just hope that they help. And sure enough, uh, they I, did. I totally it, forgot about Bertans. He, he's going to be a player next year, right? Right, he, right. So, yeah, yeah even, I, even I was happy with him. Even he had good postseason moments. Like, against the – he was a big key in that game, too, when the Mavs were up 19 uh, on the Warriors and it should have been tied 1-1, but they blew the lead. He was, like, one of the best players in that game, so <laughs> – yeah, even he's I mean, shown a little something maybe he plays more than dwight next year i mean maybe i mean i i don't know i we always talk when stuff like this happens we always talk about like oh well does this mean dwight powell might get moved and stuff like that but in in all reality i understand that dwight powell's never gonna he, he's gonna be wearing a maverick unit uniform forever and they're gonna, gonna retire his jersey mm-hmm. what now he's gonna get buried in a mavs jersey He's going to get his jersey retired, and he's going to get a statue out front. And hopefully the statue looks better than what they're planning to do with Dirks with those three balls on top that, that I'm looks so trying dumb. to forget about. I, I, I don't even know why I brought that up. Now I'm sad. <laughs> the funniest thing of all this, though, and I'm looking at – and we're about to wrap this up because I know it's it's late and uh, we got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow too, but um, – our guy, our buddy Mark Stein, he has been tweeting some stuff uh, throughout the night. Let me pull this up real quick. Hold on. I found it kind of amusing. It's like you you think it's like oh it's so sad that uh, Boban's gone, but he said rules like a reminder of the rules here. If Houston trades Boban elsewhere, and the new team waves him. He would be eligible to re-sign with Dallas immediately. <laughs> I, I honestly think that's going to happen. I think I, he's going to be part of another smaller deal, and then the, the, wherever he goes, <laughs> they're going to get waived, and they're going to bring him back. So I really don't think there's going to be three open roster spots. Right. So I mean, he you cut Luke it to best friends. You cut it to two, but I mean that that would be hilarious if that happened. And I'd be happy too. Look, I am not I am not joking when I tell you I wore my Bobon shirt to work this morning. <laughs> And it, and I mean, it's still relevant because it's not a Mavs Bobon. It just has like it's like the NBA logo, and it has his silhouette instead of the regular instead of Jerry West, and it just says Bobon. I wore that to work today, so a part of me, like I was excited the Mavs got Christian Wood, but then I was just like, man, did I do this? <laughs> so if he finds his way back to the Mavs, I, I'd be fine with it because in all reality, they just need to add really one more serviceable wing that can play in the playoffs, assuming that Josh Green doesn't develop into that. Uh, and he, look, Josh Green, he is on a slow development curve, but he, he did improve a lot this past season. He so shot 16. Dorian. Right, yeah, Dorian took it to the next level too, and that extension, that four-year, $55 million extension, that looks like a steal now. Um, but, you know, Josh Green, he went from shooting 16% – from three in his first year uh, and only playing 37 games to playing 69 games for coach kid 
uh, and shot 35% from three. And he upped his overall field goal percentage up from 45 to 50. So he got twice as many, almost twice as many games experience, and he improved across the board. So, hey, maybe he'll develop into something, and the Mavs can just, you know, keep this trend of having a bunch of uh, a bunch of long three and D wings on their squad. So if he can develop into 75% of what Dorian is, then I'll take that. And I think that's possible too. I mean, it's just going to take time. He's got to get the experience. Uh, You know, he was raw offensively coming out of college. He's always had the defensive instincts, but my thing is like Dorian, let's see, Josh green is 21 right now. I'm pretty sure Dorian was 23 when the Mavs signed him as an undrafted free agent in 2016. Yeah, he was an old rookie. <laughs> so, you know, that 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 kind of puts things into perspective and kind of gives you – it kind of makes you want to give Josh Green a little bit more leeway going well, forward. And, and I don't want to get off on a whole tangent about this, but this is something that drives me crazy about NBA Twitter in general is a guy's in his second year in the NBA – and his first coach was, for all intents, and pur- all intents and purposes, like just the worst possible coach he could have had. <laughs> like he he hated playing young players, and for a guy like Josh Green, he has to play to get better. But you need to give these guys time to develop. Right, I mean, writing a guy off after really one year of full playing time is absurd. And I, like I saw, I saw people attacking you yesterday on, on Twitter about Josh Green, and it just made me roll my eyes because you you got to give these guys their entire rookie contract to develop at least yeah. before you can write them off. Well, one of one of the arguments was you know that that Dorian Finney-Smith benefited from playing more minutes on tanking teams. I would argue that Josh Green, who played he played 15 minutes per game this last season uh, in 69 games. I would argue Josh Green playing that amount of minutes on a team that's capable of going to the Western Conference Finals is more valuable than just him putting up numbers and playing a bunch of minutes on a really bad team. Like he's playing oh, totally. meaningful meaningful basketball. I think that I think that accounts for a lot too and I think it'll help him as he gets older and adds more experience. But look, I'm happy with how this turned out uh i hope it's not like all of the offseason drama i am glad that they got the the elephant in the room i'm glad they cleared that out with you know upgrading the center position and look i hope that uh there's at least a little bit more for us to cover about the mavs offseason as the draft comes and then after that a week after that we'll have free agency and hopefully we'll still have some more stuff to come on here and talk about instead of just, you know, hypotheticals with how the Mavs are going to win the championship with Christian Wood next year. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, guys, look, that's going to do it for another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, Go follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Dalton underscore Trig. You can find Matt at Matt Galatson. No underscore anymore. He got his main account back. Uh, Y'all go follow him if you weren't already. And if for some reason you aren't anymore, he does have his main account back after being suspended for over a year, I believe it was. So <laughs> it was almost uh, a year, like exactly. So, <laughs> but uh, look, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of great stuff up on DallasBasketball.com. Uh, if y'all do want to check out some of our 
you know, overall NBA coverage for some of these other teams that we're doing now, uh, you can definitely go check that out. We've got InsideTheRockets.com, InsideTheSpurs.com, uh, AllKnicks.com, and then TheMagicInsider.com. So be sure to go check all of those out if you want to just kind of see how we're expanding our coverage. Uh, but we're still going to have tons of stuff for you daily on DallasBasketball.com. Guys, I appreciate y'all coming in and listening to us every week. Uh, we should still have a fun summer, and like I said, hopefully this isn't the end of um, you know exciting stuff for the Mavs as the offseason progresses. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you next time. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.